Welcome back to the Win Daily Podcast for today, September 12th, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy talking here, fantasy football, DFS style with the real Jerry Colvin. Jerry, how does it feel to be the real Jerry Colvin in those like known posters out there? Well, you know, sometimes you like to make sure you stand alone in a crowd, even if you're the only one there. Jerry, if anybody ever wanted to like come by and like talk fantasy advice with you in person, if they're in uh, your area, you actually run a bar. Where, where where can people find you? Tell tell us if we want to stop in and watch a game, where we should go and where you're at. Yeah, um, I'm in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Me and my father run a uh, tavern together called the Crossroads Cafe, and I'm actually there every Sunday and Monday night. And uh, my wife bartends, and I run the kitchen. And uh, a lot of people actually come in and talk fantasy football with me. So if you ever want to stop in, I'm there. But you, what can we watch all the games there? Uh, most of them. I have five TVs, and uh, we get most of the games. Yes. All right, Jerry. You never told the audience who your favorite NFL team is, right? Yeah, I think I did. I'm a Colts fan. You're a Colts fan, so you make sure you got the Colts game in there every Sunday, right? No, I don't like to torture myself. I <laughs> I tend to I watch the game. I have a lot of Patriots fans, so usually the TVs end up with mostly Patriots games. Yeah, yeah, Massachusetts. So, how you feeling about Jacoby Brissett? Ah, uh, you know. I think he looked better than I thought he would. And keep in mind that I was I was never on the hype for luck that most of the people were. I just saw a bad offensive line. And from what appeared to be kind of a – he always appeared a little spongy to me. So I didn't see much in his future anyway. So none of this really shocked me. And as a fantasy player, I didn't have any plans on taking him anyways because he fails to play many games. So – it's uh, it, we'll have to wait and see what happens in the future for the Colts. But right now, I think we're in definitely one of them dark times. Okay, well, I don't think it's that bad actually. Uh, it, they look pretty good on offense. Brissette, yeah, for Brissetta, you know, is much better in a much better situation, better supporting cast and playmaking and protection than two years ago. And that was a beautiful catch and run by T. Y. Hilton last Sunday. Yeah, after that, though, there wasn't a lot going on. And um, there's just so many better teams in the NFL than the Colts are right now. I mean, they have a long way to go. I'm not saying there's no core there for a possible future at some point. But for this year, I mean, I I don't see them doing anything big. Yeah, well, the close, tough loss for the Colts. Let's talk talk quarterbacks for the main slate for for week two here. And... uh, We'll start at the top. Patrick Mahomes on DraftKings, 7,500. Uh, our, our injury uh, insider on the homepage of, uh, of Wind Daily Sports, Edwin Porras, says uh, uh, the, student, <clears throat> the student doctor says there's really nothing to worry about with his angle, ankle. He doesn't have Tyreek Hill, but uh, you know, Mahomes the type of quarterback, I think, that could still do well anyway, uh, especially against the Raiders. Could be a high-scoring game. Uh, I feel like you have to roll out multiple lineups and you have to have that Mahomes-Kelsey connection in a few of your lineups. Yeah, I don't see any way you can roll into this week and play in DFS and not have some shares of Patrick Mahomes facing Oakland. I mean, and and, it's, and Kelsey's definitely looking a lot better with the news with Hill. So I could get behind him. I mean, on FanDuel, he's 9000 and he's the top-priced quarterback, of course. Um, I think you could have other options and save a little money down the road a little here. But I would have no objection to using him for sure, and I don't see—I don't certainly is not going to hurt you. 
Lamar Jackson, second highest price after the great opener. It's 60 has 700 on DraftKings, facing an Arizona secondary that really would have, without Robert Alford, without Patrick Peterson, and uh, kind of ripe for the picking. It's, I, I feel like, but though there's going to be a lot of Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown connections out there, he's going to be so widely owned this week. Yeah, he's going to be the he's going to be a top cash game play, I think. FanDuel is actually 800 cheaper than Mahomes is. So I think actually I would gravitate more towards Jackson in most of my lineups for salary wise than I would Mahomes, which makes Mahomes actually a better GPP play if you think about it. So I would definitely have no objection to Jackson either. I plan on using him a bunch myself. If uh you want to go contrarian though to it uh you, you can go to Sean Watson at 6600 uh There'll probably be a lot of time for that uh, Houston offense to spend on the field with with, uh, with Gardner Minshew playing quarterback, you know, on the other end. I know Minshew looked good in the opener, but when a team has time to prepare for him the whole week coming up into a game rather than just seeing him come into a game, they'll probably defend him better. Uh, if you don't want to spend him up on Mahomes and Jackson, I'm okay with going with Watson. Yeah, well, Watson's actually more than Jackson on FanDuel. You know, at the end of the day, though, Scott, you 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 ain't going to go wrong, I don't think, with any of these top three, Mahomes, Watson, or Jackson. I, the way I would play it with these three quarterbacks is I would kind of build my lineup around one of them and then see where it ends up. And if I if I can spend up the 500 on FanDuel to go to Mahomes from Lamar or from Watson, I'm going there. You know, if it's easier to go down 100 to get to Lamar Jackson than to try to go up to 8,500 for Watson, then I'm going to stay at Jackson. But I don't think any of these top three are going to hurt you, and I think they're all actually good plays. Aaron Rodgers, probably not a good play at 6,500 against Minnesota. I think you'll see a respectable line for him for seasonal, but uh, not for DFS. Tom Brady is going to be very widely owned going against the Miami Dolphins. He gets Antonio Brown, but you don't know how much Antonio Brown is going to play and contribute. Not that it mattered last week against the Steelers, but uh, you know what? I, I can't blame anybody for using Brady. He's going to be a cash game play. On paper, this matchup seems so friendly for Brady that he's, he could be one of the most wide, if not the most widely owned quarterback in week two of DFS. But uh, I you, you look at what happened in, in week one, and you can't assume it'll just happen in week two. You got a blowout victory for the Patriots, and then uh, and then the Dolphins got smashed. Nothing in the NFL always goes as expected. I've seen in the NFL before when a team gets absolutely embarrassed, the following week they come out and play with a lot of pride, even if people think they're a bad team. And this is a divisional game, and the Dolphins always get up for the Patriots I would not be surprised if the, if the Dolphins stay in this game and Brady doesn't have a spectacular performance. And plus, I think they ride, might ride Sony Michelle a lot this week too. So I'm going to do something with, that maybe nobody else will do, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to be off Brady this week. Yeah, you know, and you're you're dead on with the thing with New England playing Miami because I, I can recall more than one game where New England got uh, a little stymied in the beginning of the game, anyways. But, you know, uh, the Patriots do have the highest implied team total on the board this week at 33. So uh, I, I ain't going to fade Brady. I ain't saying I'd use him as my main quarterback. My my goal is still to spend up towards them top three in the majority of my lineups. But in this matchup, like you said, it could go either way facing Miami. They do come out and play when they face the Patriots. 
Dak Prescott coming off a big game going against Washington. Uh, you would think maybe they start to lean on Ezekiel Elliott here a little bit more, but uh, you know the matchup against the Redskins really looks good, and I'm I'm definitely good with Dak Prescott at 6,300. To steal, he's 77 on Fanduel, and I actually still think that's a great deal when you compare pricings between the sites. I couldn't I couldn't object to using using Prescott. I would actually even. Consider, and this might be bold, taking them in cash games at that salary so you can load up at other positions. I um, <laughs> it might not be a horrible idea. I mean, the salary is nice, and he's in a good spot. All right, Russell Wilson, and what what might be a shootout uh, at Pittsburgh? He's sixty two hundred, and I don't think a lot of people could be on Wilson. You know, the narrative is about the running game, but watching the Seahawks last week, I think that I think the Steelers are going to do what the Bengals did. Uh, came out defensively and tried to force the Seahawks to pass rather than lean on the run. And I think Seattle's going to be ready for that. And Wilson could be a 2-3 touchdown pass uh, game for him. I don't think he's a tournament guy, but I, I kind of like him in a cash game. I You know, this when I look at this matchup, it, it really feels to me like one of them dud of a games. I, I, I don't know about a shootout. I guess we're going to have to wait till Sunday and see. But after watching uh, Big Ben last week... And, he, and Wilson, I, I have a feeling this game might actually be a little bit of a letdown. I can see like a 13-7 game. I know that sounds crazy. It's just one now and then in DFS, you kind of got to go with your gut. And when I go against my gut, I usually wish I went with it. And my gut's telling me here to stay away from this game. Well, my gut is considerable. I look like a lowercase b from this side. So when it talks to me, I got to listen. Drew Brees, uh, $6,200. Uh, on DraftKings, going against the Rams, uh, not my favorite play. I'll move past that. I think 11 okay game. Phillip Rivers uh, going against the Lions. Uh, Jason Mizrahi really likes this game, and Rivers is one of his favorite picks at 6,100. You know, I, I like Rivers most weeks, and he usually comes in at a decent value at his price. And facing Detroit, I mean, Detroit at home, though, <laughs> This is another one of the things where I could easily see Rivers coming out and throwing three touchdown passes and 325 yards or coming out and throwing one touchdown pass. And it's just uh, in GPPs, I could get behind Rivers, but definitely not in cash games. Okay. Then you got Jimmy Garoppolo, which we're probably avoiding at 6,000. Jared Goff, uh, 5,900, going to avoid him too. I like Roethlisberger at 5,800. I'm not with you on this thing about it being a low-scoring game. There's nowhere – he's nowhere near as bad as he looked last week, and that Seattle secondary is uh, definitely somebody that they can uh, – a group that they can definitely exploit because Pete Carroll's not going to change his defensive uh, defensive look for anybody. So if they got three linebackers out there again on third down, Roethlisberger can really carve him up. I think he's one of my favorite plays of the day. Well, there's one thing I do got to say to start this off is that if there's anybody I know in the entire fantasy industry who I'm going to want to hear anything about the Seahawks from, it's definitely you. That is your area, 100%. And the simple fact you just said that actually had me second-guessing myself a little bit, which I hate when that happens. But regardless, I, I could see maybe using him in a GPP. He'll definitely be low-owned. I don't plan on it myself, but... You know, in, in light of the things you're talking about with the Seattle secondary, and after the week he had last week, he might well come out and say, hey, everybody, I can still throw a football. So we're going to have to see what goes on. Yeah, the one, that's a, the one term, term, tough determination for me is whether I want to 
pair him with Juju, or maybe I want to run a stack with, Ju with Juju. I want to see how his toe is doing, and we'll know more about that. Uh, you know, maybe check out our, our injury reports on uh, winddaily.com three times a week. Also, a quick rundown on game day. But uh, if Juju's toe is okay, I like Roethlisberger slash Juju together. James Washington has the speed to really beat that secondary. Uh, so I might run like a Roethlisberger, Juju, James Washington. But I think they're also going to try to get the ball to Moncrief. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, we're not going to use. Kyla Murray is a tough matchup at 5,400. Uh, Andy Dalton is very f interesting to me. That, uh, you know, it wasn't just about the matchup. That that Cincinnati uh, offense looked really rejuvenated. It looks like Zach Taylor has lit a spark into it. Andy Dalton had a career game to open the season. I like him at 5,400 on draft kicks. If yeah, we're going to do like Jason says it, spend down at quarterback so we can spend up in receiver. Uh, I like I like him a lot. So in turn, then, if, if everybody was to follow that, it would go back to that theory of the high-priced quarterbacks being better GPP players with low ownership. So that's something people might want to listen to Jason on and maybe pay some attention to that fact. Andy Dalton this week, though, facing the 49ers, Scott, is $7,100 on FanDuel. Um, I could see getting behind him for sure without a doubt um if you look down at what's available for pricing in that range and you look up a couple hundred bucks there's really not a lot floating around there besides marcus Mariota facing the colts and i'm not even sure i'm going to get down with that so i can see your point with dalton and i can get behind that yeah the kirk cousins probably won't use him against green bay josh allen is somebody that uh jason also likes a lot too at 5300 against the giants and uh, i probably like him a little bit better than dalton when you throw in the rushing ability yeah, I mean, 5300 on DraftKings isn't a bad price, but at 7500 on FanDuel, I'm going to stay away from that play entirely. Okay, and then you got Matthew Stafford, who Jason likes a lot at 5200 I'm pivoting off of that one. I'm pivoting off of Jason Mizrahi here because I know Stafford had a 385-yard, three-touchdown game in the opener, but the, the Lions ideally want to run the ball and not have the passing game carry the offense, so I'm avoiding Stafford here. Yeah, well, you know, on FanDuel, he's actually only $7,000, which isn't a bad value. I mean, if he can come out and throw up a few touchdown passes and get one of them 300-yard games for 7K, you're going to do quite well. So in GPPs, I wouldn't have any objection to it. I mean, I don't think the matchup is particularly great, but the price point certainly is. Uh, Derek Carr at 5100 probably the best bargain of the day and probably be the most widely owned of the uh, low, the low-priced quarterbacks. Uh you know when you when you take a when you take a look at the matchup here against Kansas City and how well he did in the opener, I think he's going to be very widely owned at GPPs. Uh, so it might just be a cash game play. Yeah, well, when you, when you go on FanDuel and you see Derek Carr sitting there at sixty six hundred, and you look up and there's Trubisky at sixty eight, you kind of think to yourself, what a bargain Carr is. I can see him being widely owned, and I can tell you, I'm going to be using him in a couple of the large field GPPs for sure. That's my big thing on Sundays is I'm not so much cash games. I, I have the dreams of winning a million dollars on a Sunday, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, me too. My dream hasn't come true yet. Nah, mine. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, so let's let's talk about in the, in the, 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 the four different tiers who we like best. Uh, at the top, I go Mahomes, Watson, Lamar Jackson of those three. How do you rank them? Uh, I'm going to, you know, I would have to go Mahomes, Jackson, Watson. For the pricing, okay. I think, I think that's a fair assessment. 
Okay. Uh, middle tier. Uh, probably go Roethlisberger, Dak, and Rivers. Yeah, I'm going to go Brady, Prescott. And believe it or not, I'm going to go Goff at home against New Orleans. They're all they're all around the same price, but I prefer Brady out of all of them, especially if you're going to play in cash games. And then in the bottom tier, I'm probably going to go Allen, Dalton, Carr. Uh, Allen, Dalton, and Carr. Yeah, I could go Stafford, Carr. That's really about it for me on FanDuel. You go too much lower, and there's not a lot there I'm to- terribly on. All right, let's talk about the showdowns like Thursday night. Tampa Bay against Carolina and Christian McCaffrey, 18600 It's a lot of money to spend up, but I don't think I can make anybody else my MVP slash captain. You know, McCaffrey, I think, is going to be the number one pick for the crown. <laughs> so I, I that's where I put him in my lineup that I actually put together myself. So I, I'm going to go with Caffrey in that spot because at the end of the night, I think he's going to put up the most fantasy points on anybody in this game. Now, he, here's, here's just a mode of thinking. Everybody said, okay, I'll pivot off of McCaffrey because everybody's going to have him. But then there's the other line of thinking, which I don't hear too much. Like, if you don't, hate, if you don't have McCaffrey, how can you compete for that top prize in the tournament? Well, you know, and you look at the matchup and you look at the players that are actually available. As far as contests go, we got some pretty uh, lackluster players in this game. So McCaffrey's definitely the shining star of them all. And and it's going to come down to the fantasy point aspect. And he's going to get a ton of touches. I mean, I'm not expecting him to play at the volume he did last week. And I think everybody needs to expect a little regression here, fantasy point-wise. So just be aware of that. But at the end of the day, when you're when you're playing in a format like this, you got to make sure that you're pretty sure you put the guy who's going to put the most fantasy points up in that spot, and that's where he belongs. Uh, then you got to pick between Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. It's just which quarterback is going to deliver more. Uh, I'm not a Winston fan at all. I wasn't coming into this year. I heard all the talk about how he was supposedly going to improve. I just didn't see it. Uh, I think the lack of a quality, consistent running game hurts him. He's a he's a his accuracy is off. Uh, to me, Cam Newton is the lesser of the two evils. That shoulder, I think, is still an issue. It'll be more an issue over time. We didn't see him running in the season opener. But you really can't play this game without a quarterback. So I'm just going to take Newton over Winston with the hopes that he can be a dual threat. Well, you know, the thing that the thing is when you're when you're building this lineup is that the minute you pop in a quarterback or a Mike Evans, it becomes almost you're really going to be floating around the bottom, so you're going to have to get tricky to actually build a full lineup. I actually went with Newton myself. I expect him to have a better game tonight versus Tampa Bay. Last season, both times he faced him, he threw two touchdown touchdown passes in each game, and he only had three 300-yard passing games last season, and one of them was against Tampa Bay. And the other thing is he's gone since week eight of last season without winning a game, so I kind of have a feeling Newton's in for a big night, so I put him in my number two. Yeah, so you started with Newton and McCaffrey, right? I, yeah, I went McCaffrey, then Newton. Yeah, so that doesn't leave you a lot of money for anybody else. Ah, that's why you got to get tricky. When, when you look, so when you're looking for bargains, to me, Ronald Jones, who looked really good in the opener, I know they say Peyton Barber's a starter, but that just means he's on the field for the first play of the game. I got to go with Ronald Jones because uh, the way he ran last week, I, you know, I think maybe he has some confidence back. I actually, Ronald Jones is where I went with my third spot. 
And the simple reason is once you get past McCaffrey, Newton, Evans, and Godwin, you're not looking at a lot. You're all it's all gonna be chances from here on out. And at the end of the day, this is gonna be in contests like this, you gotta get tricky. So if you're gonna want to have a McCaffrey and a Newton, you're gonna have to take a Jones. And even then you pop him in, you still don't have a large salary left. So what are you gonna do then? Well, I went with Joey Sly. Why not throw a kicker in? If he can come out tonight and get 10, 12 points, he's $3,400. That frees up a lot of salary for you. Yeah, I like that. That's a very nifty move using the kicker or maybe the defense too, like the, that, Panthers, the Panthers defense as well. I actually uh, used the Panthers defense in my lineup as well for 4200 on DraftKings because that left me enough money to get Curtis Samuel for seven. I know that's not great. But at the end of the day, it's it's only one game we're looking at here. So I wanted to build a lineup. So I went with a kicker and a defense. Right. But you, you, because on DraftKings, if I go with McCaffrey, Winston, Jones, Sly, and the Panthers, that leaves me $8,400 to a point where maybe I can, uh, I can, I can get, uh, I don't want, I don't want DJ Moore at 8000 uh, but it makes me be able to afford O.J. Howard easily. But if I pull the Panthers out and I go with, say, Tampa Bay, or uh, I just have 4000 left here playing around with this lineup. If I go, uh, actually, I can I can get two Buccaneers in here that I like. Chris Godwin for 8600 and Cameron Brait for 4000 Cameron Brait, I believe, had, had two touchdowns called back last week. You know, at least, at least one. So uh, this is interesting to me to go to McCaffrey with McCaffrey. Well, actually, I didn't put I put the I'm putting Winston in there, which I don't want to do. Cam is eleven thousand four hundred. So uh, I just made a mistake there. I can't I can't get break there, but it still leaves me with thirty four hundred dollars. Uh, and then I can go with I don't have enough with the Buccaneers defense. I'm going to go with uh, Dariago Boulier for just 2400 for him to get involved in the passing game. Yeah, and and, let me, and if you're list, if you're out there building this lineup at home, keep in mind that in these one-game contests, you don't have to spend all your salary. I left $800 no. on the board with my lineup. Yeah, listen so, to this lineup that I just – I tweaked it and put Ogle Boulier in there. McCaffrey, Newton, Ronald Jones, Cameron Brake, Chris Godwin, Ogle Boulier. I could get behind that. I actually like Braid. I'm going to create another lineup and use him in that one. I, yeah. I kind of overlooked him a little. I'm, thanks for pointing that one out. I went McCaffrey, Newton, Samuel, Sly, Jones, and the Panthers. All right. Thanks a lot for listening to the Oh, can I say one thing real yeah, quick? Go ahead. Scott? Sure, sure. Um, if you're playing DFS tonight and you're playing in these NFL contests that run Thursday to Monday, the best way to attack in a game like tonight is to put in your lineups and I would completely fade this game entirely and attack the better offensive games that are happening on Sunday. Don't take advantage of all the people who are dying to have some action in on tonight's game who are going to waste player spots on a game that could be very low scoring. So keep that in mind tonight if you're playing Thursday to Monday. Yeah, Thursday games especially could be a slog. This is a divisional game as well. Sometimes it can be low scoring. I don't like either quarterback. So that's a great advice. And that's why there's a real Jerry Colvin. There's only one. All right. Thanks a lot for listening. And we'll uh, see you tomorrow on the Wind Daily Podcast.